Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast, where all you need is the entrepreneurial spirit because we are giving you the tools to climb higher and faster than ever before. Today is a special day in the studio because we have Kevin Paul Scott. Yes, the same Kevin Paul Scott who kicked off the Stronger Business Summit in 2020. Kevin is the co-founder of Addo, a leadership consultancy based in Atlanta, Georgia, who has worked with brands such as Chick-fil-A and the Atlanta Braves to develop programs within their companies that lead to a culture of leadership. And today, Kevin will be talking to us about the essential exchanges for building stronger businesses. And with that, I'll turn it over to our hosts, Josh Melton and Chad Brown. What's up, entrepreneurs? Welcome to the Stronger Business Podcast. We have such an exciting guest today, my man, Kevin Scott. Hold on, Kevin Paul Scott. So I want to talk about that, Kevin. Welcome to the podcast, first of all. And your name is like mine. Like there's a billion Chad Browns out there. So maybe I need to change. Maybe I need to be Chad what's Paul your, Brown or some. What's your make name? up that middle what, name or is it really what is your What's your middle name, Chad? Richard. Richard. Yeah. Chad Richard Brown. I like it. So when I have when I have bad days at the office, they call me Richard. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I've, always, I've always thought you kind of look like Richard, to be honest with you. Uh, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for joining us. Hey, man. I'm glad to be with you guys. How's the new year treating you? Man, it is it's good. I'm going to get stronger this year. I think I'm going to jump on one of your plans so I can uh, get in shape. That's awesome, man. So it's a big deal here though, right? So we did the Stronger Business Summit 2020 and we had this phenomenal speaker, awesome guy named Kevin Paul Scott. Kickoff speaker. Kick I mean, off he speaker. kicked off Stronger Business like in its first existence of anything it's ever done before. That's right. And so we're kind of doing the same thing. So like we we were the introductory act for the Stronger Business Summit 2020. And then we brought Kevin up to like reassure people that this was legit and good things were going to happen. And we're doing the same thing with the podcast. I mean, you kicked it off with an intro episode and our first guest speaker has three names, Kevin Paul Scott, three first names. Great. On a book. It's so awesome, dude. I was thinking like John Paul Jones <laughs> kind of deal rolling with this too. It's just a good deal. And I really like it, but uh, man, we're excited to have you, Kevin. And we want to talk to you about something you've written about in a book, the essential exchanges for a stronger business. Our audiences, they're entrepreneurs, they're, they're leaders, they are high performers in sales and marketing and operations. And I know that this book, because I've read it, is packed with actionable items for people to execute. This is like the philosophy, the mentality of really building a stronger life, stronger career, stronger business. So kick us off, man. Let's talk about how to make our businesses stronger. Let's talk about the essential exchanges. All right. The first exchange, it's really important. The first exchange is exchange whatever conference you're planning on going to and go to the Stronger Business Summit. It is the best business event. I, I got to tell you, I was so impressed at that event because like, you guys pulled that off in the middle of COVID. Like, <laughs> it, it was nuts. Nobody was doing events. And you guys threw out the most crazy event. It was fun. It was high energy, inspiring, but tons of actionable stuff. So, uh, that's the first thing. And I can only imagine Chad and Josh, like what sacrifices that took for you guys to be able to pull that off. And, and here's the deal. 
There's a reason why I call them exchanges and not sacrifices because nobody likes to talk about sacrifices. Sacrifices are it's like the least sexy term of all time. But at its core, that's what we're talking about. That we're talking about what are the things that you're willing to give up to achieve what you really want, what you want in business, what you want in life, what you want for your physical health, what you want for your family. You've got to be willing to make some sacrifices. And I know you guys have done that a lot of times in your businesses. Absolutely, man. And and it it sucks, but I think you you're you can't have it all. You gotta prioritize, you gotta pick, and you gotta sacrifice some things. I mean, I sacrificed my hair for all this stuff, man. It was supposed <laughs> to be an exchange and nothing else came back in. We we really we, we really wanted a yin and a yang here. So Josh sacrificed his hair and I grew mine out. And it's it's really just as painful for me, Josh. I mean, I get all sorts of you know, comments and looks on the street. Not, I don't enjoy this here. That's just, why I booked Kevin as the first speaker for the summit and for the podcast is because he's got stronger hair than you. Because you're always. <laughs> I, don't know, nah, I don't know about that. I mean, you guys should. But if Chad keeps growing it out, I mean, you guys are going to get a shampoo sponsor for this podcast. Man, oh, that this is going to be great good. idea. This is oh, man, uh, I, could, I could do a good. I could do a good TikTok for that. Uh, by the way, yes, I've joined okay. TikTok. I haven't released a video yet, but I'm at least on TikTok and I'm thinking real hard about it. So like, yeah, we are. Like, that's ideas great. are floating around in my Everybody head. wants yeah. their accountant to be on TikTok. This is a phenomenal idea. I think it's, <laughs> I'm, it's like waiting. groundbreaking for my industry. I mean, I, yeah. So the I world just, is waiting. So, just, so I want to ask real quick. Kevin is like a young Ronald Reagan. Look at the guy. <laughs> uh, I would vote for, him for anything I ever. I mean, it, uh, whatever he's running for, or whatever he signed up for. I mean, I mean, I mean, he's pretty much the co-founder of Stronger Business. Is Almost can guarantee yeah, he is wearing a Ronald Reagan T-shirt. I mean, like he's got one on right now. That's your hero. Isn't I wish I did. I wish I did. He is a hero. Hey, I will okay. say real, real quick for our audience before we jump into the exchanges. Go back and listen to episode sixty nine of our podcast. Go to Stronger Business on YouTube. Watch Kevin's talk from the twenty twenty Stronger Business Summit. I mean. It is truly life-changing, talking about perspective, talking about the way you view things, uh, talking about the way we view things is how we do things. Kevin, it's, I mean, I, I had never heard you speak before and it was life-changing for me. I was blown away. What an awesome way to kick off this brand that we have now, this conference, yeah. um, uh, our friendships. I mean, just amazing, man. I, just my hat's off to you and I encourage everybody to go back and listen to that episode or watch it on YouTube. It's amazing. Man, that's so encouraging. And I, I tell you, I'm honored to be a part of it. And I love what you guys are talking about because you guys are bringing the energy that people need uh, to business. And that, that's the truth because a lot of it, when you use the term entrepreneur, there's times where it can feel lonely. It can feel like you're the only person. It can feel like you know your friends in the corporate job don't quite get it or uh, the other folks just, you don't feel like you got a community. And when you can bring some energy, some enthusiasm, and a community. And that's really what it is. You guys have created a community at Stronger Business. So I love that. Oh, hey, I want to I hit something real quick though, because Let's do it. Josh made a comment that I think is so key. He's making a joke about his hair, that he sacrificed his hair and that he didn't get anything else in exchange. The joke's but, on me, man. <laughs> but Josh, that's such the principle of what you're saying though. You're saying, I didn't get anything else for it. And the truth is that we should only make exchanges when, when there is something that's greater that's out there. And we're at the beginning of the year. And I'll tell you, we can talk about eight, eight essential exchanges for the whole podcast. But here's what we got to understand. 
Nobody will ever make essential exchanges. You'll never make sacrifices until you have a vision, a goal, or a purpose that's compelling enough that's worth sacrificing for. Because the idea of sacrifice just for sacrifice sake, that's stupid. Like, I'm not going to sacrifice getting up early to work out if there's not some payoff for it with my health. I'm not going to sacrifice not eating the steak and potatoes and eating the salad if there's not a return. I'm not going to sacrifice uh, you know, time at, at being away from my family unless something is worth it. And, and this is just, I don't want us to start this year to get too far into it without first knowing what is it we're going for. Because you can just forget the exchanges if you don't have a vision, a goal, or a purpose. I say it this way, that when the purpose is clear, the mundane becomes meaningful. And why this is key is you'll be willing to sacrifice when you have a vision, a purpose, or a goal worth sacrificing for. And I think every single entrepreneur needs that. I completely agree, man. And you tell a story about taking a college class that you feel is stupid or you hate. But you you put in the work to pass the class because the purpose is a diploma or to graduate or to get a great job. And when you frame it uh, like you do in one of your talks and, and talk about that, you got to have that clear purpose. And, and that's why you do things you don't want to do, or that's why you suffer through the sacrifices or the hard times. That resonates with me. And that paints a, a real clear understanding of, of how important that purpose is. Where I struggle, and the question I have for you, and what I wonder is, so that helps me, but I still have trouble communicating that purpose to my employees, to my team. How do I build that purpose for our entire office or staff or everybody's willing to do the mundane or to put in the work or do the things they need to or make the sacrifices? to get to where we're trying to go. And that's that's the, the biggest struggle for me right now. No, you're right. It, and let's just be honest, it's not easy. <laughs> we sat here, it, today we're recording this, two days before we're recording this podcast, we rolled out to our team, hey, here's where we're trying to go. This is what it's trying to look like. And, and we're trying to do exactly what you're talking about. We have a team of 17 full-time people that we're trying to say, this is the vision we're going after. And we're asking them to make some sacrifices to get there. And I think that the reality is that it's incumbent upon the leader to make sure that you're continually emphasizing what the vision looks like. What does it look like when I get there? Otherwise, if, if Chad, you and me, or Josh, if as leaders, if we're struggling to stay committed to sacrifice for it, how do we expect other people on our team to do it unless we're constantly reminding them of the purpose, of the goal, of the vision? Like, and, and I'll tell you, a lot of people are like, oh, it's so much harder to motivate people now. It's harder to lead. Yes and no. I mean, really what it comes down to is you've just got to be constantly putting the goal back in front of them and telling them what does it look like once we accomplish this together. Uh, so that's what I would say is we, we've got to find a way to keep painting that picture for them. And as much as you need it for you, they're going to need it twice as much because usually it's not their vision, it's yours. So you need to give twice as much to them as you're giving to yourself on what it's going to look like when you accomplish the goal. It's so interesting as you're saying that, Kevin, and talk about vision. And because us, we as leaders, like we're thinking about the vision a lot and then we're talking about it a lot. And we feel like we're talking about, talk about this all the time because we're thinking about it all the time. 
this quote from Andy Stanley is uh, to paraphrase him. He says something on the lines of, Hey, when you're, when you've cast your vision, when you've spoken about it so many times that the thought of doing it again makes you want to vomit, you're halfway there. This is like, Oh, yes, yes. 100%. But we kind of forget, you know, cause we're, we're constantly thinking about it. It's like, no, you got to keep it in front of your team and not just necessarily the division, you know, Hey, here's what the promised land looks like, but this is what your experience in the promised land will be. This is, hey, this is what the promised land has in it for you. Is I think that a lot of times in business we miss that mark of actually saying how they're going to live in the promised land. How when the vision comes to, to reality, like they're going to benefit personally instead of it just being about the, the business being stronger. It's like no, this is how you're become stronger as a result of what we're doing to make the business stronger. Yeah. Let me give maybe this example or illustration. Like, let me ask this question first. So, uh, Josh, did you collect anything when you were growing up? Yes. Baseball. What did you collect? Okay. Chad, did you collect anything? <laughs> I did. This is going to be interesting here. Shot glasses. Shot glasses. I mean, what kind of parents did you, I mean, did you see? Like, I, I showed to this high school it, one time, and these like middle schoolers are talking about collecting shot glasses. Is it Josh? Any, not in my house. Is it any shocker <laughs> that I moved from South Georgia to Athens for college and went crazy and was at the bars every night? I feel like it was like Kevin determined you, through. through yeah, Kevin, life. you just you you asked one question just then, and I got so many answers from Chad when he told me <laughs> so many things don't make sense. Yes, I I, yeah. I got them from like water parks. I got them from Six Flags, from the different states I went to. Like, I guess I I had a custom built shot glass like wood holder like hanging on my wall. I, I probably got forty or fifty. So I'm you impressive have collection them. for my age. It probably beats anything else out there. Yeah, I mean, you were probably the only ten year old that had that many shot glasses. Oh, it was like that's, show and that's tell. Impressive. I couldn't take them. <laughs> okay. in. I couldn't take them in for show and tell. I had to have people come to my house. I wouldn't allow them <laughs> yeah. in the school, but you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. So Chad, hold with us for a couple minutes. Cause I collected what Josh collected. I collected baseball cards and I'm telling you when I was growing up, the number one card, everybody wanted, and I'm going to say this number right now. And there are going to be some people listening to this podcast who be like, these guys are old. These guys are all, but hey, it was, can the, I guess it. Well, I know the answer to this. Yes. Is what it, is it? Is it the 1989 King Griffey Jr. Upper deck, King Griffey Jr. Yes. Yes. And I'm telling you, it was the card. And everybody wanted it, but basically there were three ways to get it. All right, I'm going to shorten the story, but you have option one is you go to a store, they have packs of baseball cards. You, you buy, it was the cheapest way to get the card, but it was the least likely way to get the one you wanted. So I never got King Griffey Jr. rookie card that way. Option number two is you go to a store that actually just sells signed memorabilia. They got the stuff. They, they have the cards in there. They're in a flimsy plastic case. It's in a hard plastic case. But the card was like $200. So. My parents were not in, I mean, well, Chad's family was buying him shot glasses. My family was not willing to buy me King Griffey Jr. card. So option three is this. I had to find somebody who had the card and be willing to trade for it. But I'm telling you to trade, you had to give up some pretty good cards. I, you had to make exchanges. You had to sacrifice. Now, think about this. I was willing to sacrifice because I wanted King Griffey Jr. that bad. I'd, I'd seen the card. I knew what it was like. I, I got the vision. A lot of times as leaders and entrepreneurs, we tell somebody, hey, we're going to make all these sacrifices. And when we get make the sacrifices, you get the King Griffey Jr. rookie card. And then we never talk about King Griffey Jr. again. And the whole rest of the year, we're telling them, you got to make this sacrifice. I need you to do this. I need you to help me on this area. I need you to do this. And all we're telling them is all the crap they've got to do 
all the stuff they've got to sacrifice, and we're not telling them what's on the other side of that. And so I think going back to Josh's, the, the Andy Stanley quote, like if you think it's important for it to be in front of mind for you, it's got to be twice as important for them. You've got to keep holding up that picture. Hey, I know you're sacrificing. This is what it looks like. Hey, this is what we're going for, and we're in this together. Uh, and if you can do that, and by the way, I, I, I don't want to get us on a whole tangent, but Chad, you are a CPA. I mean, I think we need we need to be able to show them what it looks like from a vision and accomplishment standpoint. But I even think on a compensation standpoint, yeah. when we're together, what does it look like in the future? Because if we all benefit, that's how you build a team that's going after something big together. Yeah, I think that's really good. And that's probably the place I fail as a leader is I identify we're going after the King Griffey Jr. rookie card, and you're exactly right. I it may come up once a quarter, but every day it's did you do this? Did you check this off? Did you do this? And also, too, I'm just not a great vision caster. I struggle. I'm just like, we're all gonna get better. We're gonna be better tomorrow than we were yesterday. We're gonna get stronger. I I struggle painting that picture of what that King Griffey Jr. rookie card looks like, other than it's gonna be awesome. And so I think for me, taking that and and helping my team understand how the mundane becomes meaningful and understanding that's the purpose and the path and the vision is figuring out how, hey. what that Karen Griffey Jr. rookie card looks like for us financially and you know from an everyday environment of working and also mentioning it every day and every week, not okay. just once a quarter. And Chad, we've got to take the same principles we learned in sales and apply them to vision casting. So you're saying, want to be stronger, want to be stronger. In old sales terminology, stronger is a feature, but what's the benefit of that? The benefit of that is we can lift more weights. The benefit is, man, we freaking look better with our shirt off. The benefit is you can, you're going to be healthier later in life. Like the feature is stronger, but what's the benefit of it? And I think in sales, we do that when we're selling our services we don't just say, here's how we're going to do it. We say, this is what, this is how your office is going to look better after we do this. This is how your team is going to run more efficiently. But in vision casting internally, we freaking talk about features all the time and we don't talk about benefits. What, what is the benefit of what's going to happen when we make these things, when all of these features come to life? So I just think taking sales principles and putting them into vision casting is one of the simplest ways to help get people on board in a more compelling way. Man, you are so right. And that's just huge light bulbs are going off for me because in selling our service and our product, it's as a customer, here's how you're going to feel. Here's what it's going to look like for you. Here's how it's going to be experienced. Here's how your life's going to get better and easier and less stressful. But as a team and employees, we're not doing that. I'm not saying when we get the King Griffey Jr. rookie card, here's how you're going to feel. Here's how your job yeah. going to look. Here's what you're going to make. God, it's odd. Good having well, you, today, Kevin. Welcome to it. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Hey, I got well, one to say this. I love doing the podcast and speaking because it's a heck of a lot easier to talk about it than it is to do it. So, I mean, that's the that's the reality. And it and guys, it's the tough part of when we start to talk about these things, we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard and say we're going to be willing to do them. And it's man, it's not easy because uh, you end up dealing with a bunch of junk along the way. But if we don't keep that front of mind, I just think the best teams, the best organizations are really good at keeping that vision front. And they cast the, the picture of the benefits of that. And by the way, the benefits for those individual team members 
and the benefits for their impact on the world. Because, uh, you know, some of it is how, how is it going to affect my life, but also what, what is the world going to be better if we accomplish this goal? So, Kevin, talking to, again, talking to business leaders, talking to entrepreneurs, and again, a lot of this is coming from your book, um, Essential Exchanges, what you have to give up to go up. And I love how you titled it because, again, the purpose of giving up anything of the quote unquote sacrifice is like, it's not a sacrifice, it's an exchange. You're going to give this up so that you can level up and get somewhere better, go grow, grow to a stronger level. What are the eight areas you talk about that we need to make where we need to make these exchanges? Okay, let me pull back the curtain for a second because I've been friends with Josh for a long time and he knows it's like we, we were reading John Maxwell books for 15 years ago when we were hanging out. I was uh, drinking one of those shot glasses while y'all are. That's right. And we, we were eating leadership. <laughs> okay. So I call them exchanges. We've talked about them as sacrifices. John Maxwell called them trade-offs. Um, we can call them any one of those things. It, the, the thing that I always want to think about, and this is why I just want to, this is pulling back the curtain. Why do I call them exchanges is I want to be able to communicate it in a way that makes sense for the audience that I'm talking to. I, I, I say this, and this is real key. If you're a business leader, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a manager within a business, it's incumbent upon you to communicate the goals of the leader in the language of the learner. So how do you take your goals and translate them in a language that those people understand? And that's really what I was trying to do in the book is just give the language of the person that's going to be reading it. And Josh, you ask about eight of them. Why don't we, I'll give you a few, uh, but let me start with the first one that I think any entrepreneur has to be willing to do. And it's to exchange stability for significance. Okay, exchange stability for significance. And let me just unpack this. If I'm trying to get the King Griffey Jr. rookie card, look, I'm a, I grew up an Atlanta Braves fan, but I can't give up the Sid Bream card and get King Griffey Jr. Like Sid <laughs> Bream may have slid, he may be great, but Sid does not equal King Griffey. Like you gotta be willing to give up something of value. You've gotta give up something good to get what you want. Stability is not bad. Like, I don't think any of us woke up this morning and we're like, gosh, I wish I had less stability in my life. Like if my financial situation was less stable, that'd be great. If my relationships were less, like we want stability. Stability is good when the pursuit of stability stands in the way of doing something significant is where we have our challenge. When you guys launched Stronger Business Summit, you gave up stability. You gave up sleep. You probably gave up personal financial I bet, I bet you spent some money on it. You spent a I lot bet, of money. So you're willing to give up stability to do something significant because you had a clear goal. Okay, here's the problem. Most entrepreneurs, they're wired that way. And at some point, they gave up stability for significance, but then they get a little bit older and it gets a little bit harder. Now their business has done just a little bit more and they've got the first five employees. And now it's like, I don't know if I want to make that, I don't want to take that strategic bet because now it has a greater stakes, or maybe now I'm married. Uh, so now it affects my wife. You know, when I started it, I, it didn't affect anybody else, or it affects my husband, or it affects my kids. I find that the older we get, the less willing we are to exchange stability for significance. And it's why, honestly, so many people are changing the world and making a bigger impact when they're younger, because we get older, jaded, and far too conservative in our approaches, and we stop doing things that are going to make the world a better place. And it's actually backwards, because now we've got more opportunity, we've got more connections, we have more credibility, and we're wasting our opportunity because we're too afraid to exchange stability for significance. Have you guys, maybe you guys are just wired different than me. Have, 
as you've gotten older, how have you guys fought against that? Man, as you're saying that, there's like two things, Kevin, that come to my mind. One is that it's easier to risk it all when you have very little. For, and, and on the younger side of things, it's like, well, if I risk it all right now, even like retirement strategies, right? They're like, hey, when you're huh? younger, you can be riskier because you got time to recover. I feel like mm-hmm. it's, yeah, you're right. It's like, oh, I'm, I got some stability now. I got something to lose and I don't have as much time to recover if it goes bad. So let me start making like less risky decisions. Also, as you're saying that, man, I thought this name, I'm like, the only reason we know this particular name in history is because she was willing to make this exchange of stability for significance. And it's Rosa Parks. The most stable thing she could have done was to get up and go to the back of the bus. But the significant move was to say, this is not going to happen anymore. And so she made the exchange. Chad, I don't, I don't know for you from the standpoint of saying like you are, you, you have proven over the last couple of years specifically, like you're not a play it safe. Everything is about stability. You're, you're making that exchange of stability for significance. Like Kevin, you mentioned it, Stronger Business Summit. That was Chad's idea. He leveraged a ton personally. It was a huge risk because you were shooting for significance. I'd love to hear your answer to Kevin's question. How have you been able to do that? Yeah, so so for me, it it I mean, really, it comes down to a little bit of how I'm wired with my entrepreneur spirit. Like, I just get bored. I get bored. That's part of it. But also, too, I think there's something bigger and better I can accomplish. Like, being a good steward of my resources and experience and talent and things that God has given me, like harnessing that and using it every day, and and. Rob Sharma has a quote that really stuck with me, and that's kind of how I live my days every single day. And it comes back to that is I don't want to live the same year 75 times and call it a life. Mm. I want every day to be different. I want every year to be different. I want experiences. I want accomplishments. I want to make a difference. I want to have significance. I don't desire to have stability. My life is not the white picket fence and the house in the subdivision and the the 2.5 kids and driving the minivan. Like I stability is not what speaks to me. So from a, from a life goal, from a personality, from a motivation, it's been easy for me uh, to, to make that trade and to make that sacrifice. But what I will say, and this is where I, where I have to be careful is almost the other end of the spectrum. I'm a numbers guy and, and do a lot of research and had a lot of experience dealing with people with businesses and different levels of success. And what I have to look at from the other side of the angle is it's really easy to make money or to be successful. It's really hard to keep money or keep success or to continue to, to hold significance. Um, it's, it's a lot easier to screw up on the back end by, by taking risk or becoming less stable or doing things on bigger scales. So for me, I'm just driven out of boredom and what I want out of my life and experiences to trade that stability for more significance, but also making sure I don't leverage everything I've built, that I'm not leveraging all my money or all my credibility or all my resources or all my relationships. I'm I'm taking small risk and making small exchanges for bigger significance with that experience, with those relationships, with those time. And, and so that's kind of a long-winded answer. I'm a little bit all over the place, but hopefully that makes well, some sense. It does. So it's interesting, Chad, because I think even of entrepreneurs listening to this, I would say that 80% are probably not wired as much towards risk or uh, sacrificing stability as you are. What's interesting is I find myself in your boat. Like that is uh, now, now my wife is not as much that way, but I am like, 
I am, I am wired towards that. But, but what happens is there's another exchange that I struggle with a whole lot more than this. Cause for me, I'm with you. I'm like stability. Cause, cause I think some of it, and maybe it's ego or whatever, but I just have enough confidence that even if I, if it doesn't work, like I can figure it out. I'm resilient enough. I'll, I'll go figure it out. But I, 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 I'm, I'm thrilled by that. I, I think it's, yes, I agree. It's a, it's a little bit of the confidence side of, I can figure this out and, and I, I have enough work ethic and willpower and experience where I can make a win out of this. Or I feel like I'm to the point in my life where I've gained enough experience in whatever it may be, business or entrepreneurship that if I knock on wood, I don't think this would ever happen, but if I lost everything, I think I could build it back. Like I'm not fearful yep. that I, I can't build it back or I can't do it better or bigger or faster than I have before. And so I think that's the cool thing about business and entrepreneurs. As we're doing this, as we're going on our journey, we're building skills, we're building confidence. And yep. even if you don't have any resources or anything to exchange, you've got tools now that that's going to make that that journey a lot easier. And I think that's that's something that that resonates with me and kind of helps give me confidence. It's so interesting. Okay, let's go to the other end of the spectrum because I would I want to share this exchange and this story, and I want to ask Chad maybe if this is one that you would struggle with more. Um, or so one of the other exchanges is exchanging expedience for excellence. So expedience for excellence. Expedience. Remember. All of these are giving up something good to get something better. Expedience is, can I do it more quickly, right? Yep. Who, who uh, 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 Chad, are you impatient? I am so far on the impatient scale <laughs> that it, I'm like, I don't even know that they, it's a, it registers. Okay. Uh, Chad uh, or Josh, impatient? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know you. I know you're impatient. I was like, I wonder if he's going to be honest with me or not. Okay. <laughs> okay. Expedience is not bad. The problem is when we become so consumed with doing something in an expedient way that we sacrifice doing it with excellence. And I'm going to tell you, I, this is a challenge for some entrepreneurs who are willing to give up stability for significance, but they're so obsessed with expedience that they're, they're never willing to slow down and invest in something that's going to pay long-term dividends. Like they're, they're just, that we're going to change the world and we're going to do it in the next two weeks. Which, again, I'm not telling you is always a bad thing, but I want you to, we do, our business is fortunate to get to do a lot of work with Chick-fil-A. And I love this example um, of a business that has scaled and made impact, but they, uh, they were willing to make this exchange of expedience for excellence. I don't know if you guys know this story. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expedite it, but you can dive into it more. I know I'm, ex I'm not exchanging expedience right now, but they... Um, <laughs> That's not lost on me. Okay. In, at one time, Chick-fil-A was really worried about a certain competitor. That competitor was Boston Market. You guys eaten at Boston Market before? Mm -hmm. Okay. The, the reason they were concerned with them, it wasn't that Popeye's or KFC or McDonald's, they weren't, they weren't, it wasn't they didn't think they were good. They just felt like these guys were in a different space. And Boston Market was putting locations across the country. They had set a big, hairy, audacious goal. They were going to be a billion-dollar business by this certain year. And, man, it caused panic at Chick-fil-A's corporate office. And they had meetings about how they could expedite their growth. And the late founder of Chick-fil-A, Truett Cathy, sat and he listened to their ideas. And at one point, he did something super out of character for them. He literally pounds his fist on the table. 
And they're like, man, this is, this is not like him. And he looks at them. And after hearing all these ideas of how they could expedite their growth, he, he looks at me, he says, you guys are missing the point. And this is what he said. He said, we don't need to worry about getting bigger. We need to worry about getting better. And if we get better, our customers will demand that we get bigger. I'm going to say it again. He said, we don't need to worry about getting bigger. We need to worry about getting better. And if we get better, our customers will demand that we get bigger. A year before Boston Market was going to hit their big goal, they filed for bankruptcy. In the year of Boston Market's big goal, Chick-fil-A hit a billion dollars in revenue. They're now like 17 billion plus in revenue. Trust me, they want to get bigger. They want to get a whole lot bigger. But they were saying, when we get better, we'll get bigger. We've got to be willing as leaders to sometimes exchange getting it done quickly for getting it done the right way, because that's how we build and sustain success. Because excellence for an entrepreneur will always be in demand. And so I'd ask you guys this, Josh, Chad, like, do you ever struggle with that? Like, you want to do things well, but sometimes you want to do things so quickly that it's tough for you to exchange expedience for excellence. Kevin, we are on. For Chad and myself, this is the number one like tension point we have because Chad is too far to the expedient side and I'm too far to the excellent side. Huh. So our conversations will be somewhere along the lines of like, yeah, it's going to get done, but it's going to get done poorly. And Chad will say, yep, but it's going to get done because, you know, he's like, you're, it's not ever going to get done if you're doing it. And I'm saying if you're doing it, it's just too fight, like it's too fast. And so we recognize there's like, but seriously, the yin yang part is like when we're able to, to trust each other and say like, let for one of us, when we're things we're working on together to submit to the other person. Cause yeah. again, we're in the, I think between the two of us, we do a good job of staying where we need to stay. But Chad is definitely a get it done person. His ability to execute and his, his capacity load is ridiculous, but it'll fall on the side of expedience more often. And I'll be, tweaking something to death forever. I, so I actually had this thought the other day, Chad. I don't think I told you this. I was like, Chad is like Rambo with the, the shells strapped across his chest on both sides, just like just <laughs> executing. And like people were like, oh my gosh, how can he fire off so much ammunition? And I'm over here in the woods. Nobody can see me with a sniper rifle being like, ah, should I take the shot? No, it's not perfect. You know, like I might clip him in the collarbone instead of putting it in his heart. It's, it really is like that. And so I think for me, again, I'm more on the end of like, being reluctant to execute because I don't have it perfect. You know, that, that, that's, that's where I get stuck. And Chad's like, fire, 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 fire. Let's make it happen. And not to the point where it's not done or it's not done well, but his, his tendency is going to be more focused on that side. I'm going to be stuck on the other side and he's going to get way more done because of it. All right. So I'll tell you what we just figured out is my second TikTok video. I'm going to grow my hair out a little longer. <laughs> Rambo. I'm going to get a Rambo headband. I don't have like a computer and QuickBooks. I don't be punching keys and like money's going to be shooting out. Da, 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 da. Rambo, like the accounting Rambo. Accounting. Yeah. yeah. Fighting off the IRS. Right. Awesome. So, so I want to tell two stories here. Number one yeah. is, is the different ends of the spectrum of Josh and our team versus the world I live in with expedience and uh, how I will sacrifice everything for expedience. And then also how I've come full circle and have... I feel like grown as an entrepreneur because I have started to pursue excellence. And I'll tell you a story about that. But let's back up. Stronger Business Summit 2021. We wanted to record a sponsor video. And we had a couple of signs from the stage from the previous year. 
And I'm like, hey, let's record a video. We need to record a three-minute video. I'll come over. We'll stand in front of the sign. We'll do it. I was thinking we'd use a cell phone. You know, we'll, I'll pop in. I need to schedule like maybe 10 minutes to swing by, record a quick three-minute video, get out. So I get over there, and I'm like, all right, we ready? And it's like there's touch-up painting on the sign. There's like the sound's not good. There's like the as the cleaning company's warehouse, pulling toilet paper out, making like sound barriers, Justin went and got a mattress from somewhere, brought a mattress. Kate's like climbing in the rafters, adjusting lighting. Josh is over there doing sound checks. Like it was like 45 minutes of like setup in this warehouse. And I'm like, let's just record the freaking video. It's three minutes, but it, it's where that like excellence and expedience came in of our different personalities and our different teams of how we run. And I was like, all right, I kind of get this, but I kind of just want to record the video. But I, here's where it came full circle for me. For 40 years of my life, I lived in the, this expedience mindset. And it, it, for the first time ever, I'm pursuing something different in business. In my tax office, I made the decision this year, 2022, we're not going to take on any new clients for at least six months. We're, wow. I've always had revenue goals, always had growth goals, percentage goals, but we're just, we're growing faster than, than I can manage. We're growing faster than, than our foundation can handle it. We're growing faster than, than any of us has ever like worked for another company that's this size. We're just learning as we go and we don't have good systems in place. Um, so across the board, I said, Hey, we're not going to take on any new clients. We're not going to focus on any growth right now. We're going to spend the next six months figuring out how to implement systems and foundation and structure and processes and training and go backwards. I'm okay for the first time ever going backwards in order to go forward. Oh. And that's, it crushes my soul every <laughs> freaking day. I can't just, I wake up miserable every day because I want to sell. I want to go, I want to grow. I want to hit goals. But I feel like it's the first time ever in my business life. I've been willing to sacrifice that and see the benefit of it. Yep. Let's let's go back to what we talked about though. Just having that vision, like you'll never keep making that sacrifice. You, you won't be able to do it for six months unless you remember the vision and the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is the foundation to scale it further. The you know the, whatever those pieces are, um, you know we we will never make exchanges until we've clearly identified that goal and then finding a way to keep that front and center. So I love that story, Chad. Thanks for sharing it. That's awesome. Kevin, in your experience for yourself, you know, as you're asking us on our side, but how has this exchange been something that you've had to figure out in your life as an entrepreneur and all the things that you do? Oh, it's, I mean, Chad talking about that video right now is like, I, I'm sitting there being like, the, Chad and I are the same person. And this year, like our team would say that. I'm like, well, let's just do it. Like, let's just, I, I'm, I'm less concerned sometimes, but I'm, I have learned, this is something I've had to learn, is the stakes get higher. If we're going to serve bigger clients and we're going to have to do things well, there is a certain level of excellence that they expect. And um, so I think really surrounding myself with other people who will balance me out, but we've all got to be having the same vision. Because if at some point the vision isn't aligned, we're going to have that issue. But yeah, I struggle with that one all the time. Let me... If you don't mind, I want to hit one other and then we can go wherever you guys want with this. But there is something that I've been so impressed with, with you two and the journey together. Uh, and let me just, I want to talk about another exchange and, and then I want, I want to learn something from you guys. So, because 
one of the exchanges I have is exchanging fans for friends. So fans are, I would say here, a good thing. Like I, I, I all the time now am hearing people talk about how terrible social media is. And I'm not telling you it's the most amazing thing in the world, but if you're in a business and you're trying to get more people to listen to your podcast, uh, social media is probably a pretty effective tool. Um, you know, if, if you're trying to sell, if I'm trying to sell books, like, social media is probably pretty important. So I don't think social media is always bad. But when our focus is on our fans and what I would call just like a larger network, and we're not also investing in those close friendships, I think that's when we run the risk a lot of times of um, in pursuit of some business goals, we're sacrificing some of the things we're going to most need when our life gets tough. Because we're getting to the stage where parents are getting sick and uh, they're aging and maybe challenges with kids or, you know, my business is starting to have this challenge. Who are the people? What's the support group that's going to be around you when things happen? What's interesting is you guys have done this in a lot of ways in a business. And I think I'm going to butcher it, but Josh, Chad, correct me. I, Josh, I feel like we were talking and number one, I think you told me like you and Chad were competitors at one point and then you're in business for a little while, but you really weren't friends. You just were like business partners, but you really didn't. I don't yeah, know if we you were, disliked each other, but uh, we were we were we, we were in a civic group together, and you know, like casual acquaintance. And then we became business partners. Like we both had competing businesses. We weren't really competing with each other a lot. We were like, oh yeah, you got a business. We do the same thing, and we became partners. And for literally years, probably five probably five years. years. Yeah, I mean, we we were good business partners, but we weren't friends at all. Nah, like we didn't go to lunch. We didn't call each other to talk about anything personal. If we talked on the phone, it was strictly business. We liked each other, but we didn't connect as friends until probably like probably three or four years ago. Yeah. We okay. just so I got it. I want to share the story of the way I remember it. And, and then this principle, and I want to get your insight on this. So I remember Josh, you calling me about the stronger business summit. you when you called and asked me to speak. And I was so impressed by the way you talked about Chad. You're like, man, this guy is amazing. And he's got this vision. He went to this conference. It changed his life. He's got a vision. And man, I want to help him fulfill this vision because man, he's just, got, and like, I loved it because it, it wasn't about your ego or your thing. It was like, I want to help him. And it just, to me, it seems like a really cool partnership. And um, do you know that there's this study where they put this monkey or gorilla, I'm going to butcher the study, but just, it, it goes something like this and there's some truth here. Okay. Just <laughs> boy, trust boy. me, trust me. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story here. Okay. They, um, <laughs> They put this monkey in the cage and they put these all these heart rate and brain monitors on them and they put all these external stimuli, all this lights and sounds, things that cause stress, and they measure the heart rate of the monkey or whatever, and it goes through the roof. Like it's crazy. And then they put that same monkey with all the same stuff on it in a cage with its friend, and they do the exact same things, all the same stimuli. And the stress level was like half of what it was before just by having somebody else in the business with them. So I, my two questions for you guys is, one, how have you guys seen that partnership and that friendship enhance your business? But secondly, what if I'm in a business by myself? Like, what if I don't have a friend at work? Like, well, I, I am curious from you guys, how do you find that community that's going to help you get stronger? Uh, so yeah, I, I want, I'm going to take notes. I want to learn. Huh. Well, I'll say Wayne, one thing is in, in all sincerity, 
And again, I think this is part of what Chad's vision was, and it's why uh, it's why I could get behind it is because he got fired up about the summit, and I realized in in the community. I mean, honestly, when it comes down to it, being a leader is difficult. Being an entrepreneurial leader is a different level of difficult. Uh, those that are that are pastors, I would say, they recognize this. It is a very lonely pursuit, and you have to find community. You have to be able to talk to people that can understand the load that you're carrying. I love the story in the Old Testament of Joshua and Caleb. Like, if it's just one of these guys or the other, they're never getting to the promised land, but they're able to fight off the giants and fight through the, the adversaries because they were, there was two of them together that were leading the, leading the charge on this. So I think one of the real big things for me and seeing, again, Chad's vision was like, absolutely. I was a young entrepreneur who felt so alone and who felt so dark at times. And I was like, I don't know who to talk to. I don't know who to connect with. And Chad's vision, I was like, absolutely. That is a vision that will help the younger version of me. And Chad was the same way for Chad. That's why it resonated. It was like the younger versions of us did not have that community. We were the, the monkey or the ape in there by himself. We're like, we got to build, we got to put ourselves in that container with somebody else. That's where the, that's how the podcast started. That's how the summit started. It all became like, we want to get in the cage with somebody else to help them know they're not alone. There's other people who feel the pain of getting stronger because it, it is to get stronger. It's an exchange. It's, there's a level of difficulty you're signing up for that. Not everybody's willing to sign up for the exchanges. I'm going to get stronger, but I got to go through some of the pain to get it. So the, the exchanges is comfort for stronger. It really is. So I know for me, it's, it's a lot about building the stronger community so people can get stronger because the younger version of Josh Belton just didn't have that. Um, and we figured it out and scaled, you know, but there's a probably a chat. I'm sure you stepped on a mine or two in the minefield. I stepped on every one of them. It's like I was playing hopscotch. Oh, there's another mine. Let me dive on top of it. But this community is all about helping people to understand you're walking through a minefield. You're not there by yourself. Yeah. And for me, nothing in my life has ever been harder than growing a business. Like it is, I can't do anything else. I can't go work for somebody else. Like an entrepreneur is just, it's who I am. Growing businesses is what I love. Like it is my hobby. It's, it's what I live for, but it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And it's, I don't know how you do it by yourself. It's so hard. I have business partners in everything that I do. I believe in friends. I believe in partners. I, it just makes it so much better from a mental standpoint to have a friend and to have a partner that you can brainstorm difficult situations with that you're in the trenches with, but also you have somebody to celebrate the wins with you have, you have somebody to, to be there for the highlights. And, and honestly, we've all been there as, as business owners and young entrepreneurs, when you're growing stuff, your family doesn't understand you. Your friends don't like, uh, the people you go to church with, the uh, the people you grew up with, it's, you're really on an Island. And that was the fuel behind mm -hmm. everything we're building with stronger business. And we want to build a community. We want to build something where, People feel like they're understood. People feel like their problems are getting solved. They're running with similar people with similar mindsets going through similar things. And that's this rebrand, this Stronger Business Podcast, the Stronger Business Summit is helping all of us achieve higher levels of success together. And I think the only way you can do it together, whether a business partner, with a community, whatever it is, is you got to have that abundance mentality. You can't have mm. a scarcity mindset. It's that abundance. There's enough for all of us. And I hear it a lot on Shark Tank. If any of you out there are Shark Tank fans, it's like, I would rather own 50% of a $10 million business 
than 100% of a million dollar business. Like I'm willing to share my profit and my vision and my ownership and everything to have somebody to help me build something stronger and bigger and do it together. And, and that's where it comes back to me is that that friendship and partnership of doing it together, having somebody else with you in the trenches, having another monkey in the cage and being willing to have the abundance mentality. Both of you are not going to always work the same. You're not going to be in the same seasons of life. You're, you're not going to be equally yoked at times, pulling the same amount of weight. So you got to be okay with that to have a business partner. You're like, hey, I'm, I'm carrying the load right now, but that's okay because you're still valuable. We're still doing this together. And I made you need you to carry the load next year or next quarter or next month. Okay, Chad, I got to ask you this. I got to ask it. because I, I'm 100% aligned with what you're saying. I, I am all in. We, we kept saying people will never make the exchange unless they have a clear vision. People will never, ever, ever do what you're talking about unless they have an abundance mindset. You, yes. you, you can't do that with a scarcity mindset. So here's my question, because some of them, some people are listening to this podcast and they're thinking, well, how do I develop partnerships? How do I develop community? Well, until you have, you know, a lot of people, community doesn't work for them because they're competing with the community. Mm. They don't have an abundance mindset. So they get in a community and then they're jealous when some other entrepreneurs have a more success than them. So here's my question for you, Chad, and I'm genuinely, I want to know this. For somebody who doesn't have an abundance mindset, what's your, how do they develop that? I think you got to develop it through having goals and daily tactics to win every day and achieve those goals personally. For me, I was able to develop an abundance mindset because I started building goals that I was in control of and I can win and I can show up for instead of making excuses or looking what at what other people are doing or what's happening in the world or what's happening with COVID and having these excuses and different things. I said, what can I control? What can I show up and do every day? And how can that help me win personally and in business? And by doing that, I started winning more, started putting myself around other people that were winning as well. And it's, I don't know, it's hard to explain how it happened, but that was the path for me to where I started achieving small wins and small goals and daily activities. And that just got me into craving more and more uh, from a circle of friendships and partners and people that I'm around that are winning as well. And at, at some point you just realize, Hey, we can, we can win more together than we can separate, or we can, we can okay. do something together instead of competing. I don't know if that makes sense, okay. but yeah. that's what happened I, in my journey. Okay. So one of my good friends, a guy named Eric Blumenthal, he works at Coca-Cola leads a lot of, it's just an incredibly inspiring leader. He called me right before the new year and he asked me this question. And he said, he, he said somebody else had asked him and he wanted to know. The, the question was, who in your life right now do you know that's winning? It's what his friend would leave every conversation with. Who do you know that's winning? Because I think, Chad, what you're saying is I want to be around people that are winning. And when they're winning, I want to be able to celebrate that. And that I think leads to an abundance mentality. Yes, um, that is exactly right. But but it, but if every time, if you don't want to be around people that are winning because you want to be the person that's winning the most, like at the end of the day, if if you are the only one winning in the group, you're in a bad group. Like you need to be around some other people that are winning, uh, so that you can be inspired, you can learn from them, and you can celebrate with and, them. And so. I think I think that's where it comes in for me setting the goal or the long term picture of what I want in business or in life. 
I'm going after my goal. I'm trying to achieve something here. What somebody else is doing or where they're at in their goals or where they're at with the amount of employees or revenue or money in the bank or cars they drive, whatever, has nothing to do with my goal. And so if I can just focus on my goal and being around winners, how how big or how little they're winning on their side doesn't matter to me. It's not, it's not getting in the way of my goals and what I'm doing. And so I think keeping putting yourself around successful people, keeping daily action items to keep motivated and the, the snowball rolling in the right direction and building is really important, but probably more so is focusing on that goal for you and not getting distracted with what other people are doing or what other people have or what's going on in the world. It's I, I've learned to somewhat put blinders on and stay focused on what I want and what I'm after. And I think that's helped tremendously on my side. I think so too. You didn't say these things, Kevin, as I'm kind of looking back and thinking about how some of this originated and how, again, Chad and I were business partners for years and we weren't really friends. I would say we were probably fans of each other. He was appreciative of what I brought to the table. I'm appreciative of what he brought to the table. We have very unique differences. I was like, oh yeah, Chad's awesome. I love Chad because he's great at this stuff. But the friendship, the friendship happened because Chad called me one day and said, hey, I have a vision. And I said, I have the exact same vision. That's exactly mm-hmm. where I want to go. And it was the original, it was a phone call. I was in Florida. It was May, I think of 2019. He's like, I want to start a podcast. Well, again, we're going into what I said earlier, Chad, he, he favors more on the side of expediency. And even what he just said, he's like, I focused on what I was expedient at. And I grew to a point where I realized I was capable of excellence. His confidence grew, his abundance mentality grew once he saw that he could bring a lot to the table. Well, I was never going to start that podcast because I was always going to be, I was always going to have to make it perfect. But Chad threw the vision out there and I was like, yeah, I want to do that. I've always, I've wanted to do that for 15 years. I just haven't executed. I have not leaned into the expedient aspect because I'm looking for the perfect timing, perfect placement for it, making it excellent. It's just going to get delayed forever. Same thing with the, and when this is why I could communicate with you with passion about the summit, Kevin, you've got to come speak because Chad cast a vision. I was like, I have the same vision. I never would have done it on my own. So our friendship was built on the fact that we both saw the same promised land. And I was like, yeah, I'll go there with you because I'm not willing to go there by myself. I don't think I can get there by myself. But if that's where you're going, yeah, bro, let's ride. I can do that. And because I don't think either, Kevin, you know this, you've done a lot of stuff. I don't think anybody really understands behind the curtain of Stronger Business from the podcast to the summit, how few people that have been like really behind it. There's a lot of duct tape. You know, that's been, it's, it's been a lot of work, a lot of what pe- most people would probably call sacrifice. But for us, it was the exchange you mentioned, I believe, first. It was the stability for significance. We were able to yeah. have an alignment of vision for like absolutely where, what that vision is worth sacrificing stability for because there's significance in that promised land. And if we execute this, and I believe we can and we will, then a lot of people are going to be impacted by it. And that was that. This is the key. This was the the linchpin of our friendship is that shared vision. We started working together on those types of things, a bigger vision with excitement and enthusiasm. And Chad never and I don't compete. We don't compete against each other. I but you mentioned this. I've been in community before with people, Kevin, where I was trying to build something, and I realized like I'm not competing. Enemies. <laughs> I'm not competing against this guy. I'm competing with him. We're trying to level up, but he's competing against me. And in our relationship Uh with Chad, it's never been that way. We're competing with each other from the standpoint of we're side by side going toward the same goals and the same objectives. But I'm not like going this way. And then he's like, 
punching me in the kidney. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, we're yeah. chasing it down. As long as the vision for us is aligned. And when we, there's times where we're, I'm like, Hey man, I'm not hundred percent sure where we're going right now. We have to talk about the vision again and our friendship and our partnership. And that's what breeds the trust is when we have the shared vision and we know that's worth going after. We're both willing to make the exchange, trusting the other person's making it, understanding sometimes the timing is he's more into it. Sometimes I'm more into it, but we trust we're both heading in that same direction, chasing the same vision. Let me let me throw uh, one one thing in here too. Actually, two things I want to talk about real quick. By the way, I haven't been on, I haven't been a guest on a podcast in a long time. So I appreciate you having me, Kevin. You have some great <laughs> questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to come back to how does somebody build an abundance mentality? And I have another suggestion here, and that, and this occurred to me listening to you two guys talk. I think that also the the quickest way to do that is start doing things for other people. Start providing value for other people with expecting nothing in return. And as business partners for Josh and I, we weren't friends, but we were doing things to help each other and to provide value. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Josh. Josh invited me to speak at a realtor association that he was the, the president of or the CEO of for a little while. I was an accountant. I didn't speak, but Josh was like, hey, I think you can come here and talk about this and it'd be awesome. The first room I ever got up and spoke in front of was because of Josh. He encouraged it. He set it up. That led to speaking. That led to summits and podcasts. And Josh didn't get anything for that. God, made you so it much was, money over and when, when I look, <laughs> You have. <laughs> and when I look back at the people that have the long-term play in the long game mindset of building real relationships and real friends instead of fans is you just provide value. You just help people and you don't expect anything in return and you don't have any sort of uh, strings attached. It's how do I help Josh get stronger? How do I help Kevin? I mean, it's a perfect Kevin, you are wildly successful. I can't imagine how busy you are and what it takes for you to take an hour and a half or two hours to be on this podcast. That is giving up a significant amount of time and value that you could be doing so many other things with your family and your business and making money, but you're not. You're here with us talking, sharing, and giving into what we're doing. And that is how you build an abundance mentality by I'm, helping by other way, people I, get stronger. I'd agree with everything said the last part. I'm learning a lot. So this is good. <laughs> well, Kevin, I got a question for you on that, man. Yeah. It's kind of as we're like wrapping up. As Chad brings that to the point, you're a very successful person. There's a there's a lot of things. There's a lot of opportunity for Kevin Scott. There are a lot of people asking for Kevin Scott's time. They're, they want to know what you know. They want to spend some time with you. And yet, as busy as you are, as successful and productive, productive as you are, the impact that you're making in our world, you were willing to make an exchange to be to spend time with us today. So I just real quick want to know what, what for you was the reason why you were willing to make that exchange of your time to be with us on the podcast today what's the what's the, the exchange you're making right now i got two things well one i i, I think it, i got a vision of what i want and i want to be in community with people like what you guys are doing and that that's a lot of it is you know what am i about i, I gotta just be honest with you i i'm in the leadership space like our company Addo's a latin word for inspire we're, we're a leadership consultancy but there's a lot of times I think some of the stuff is fluffy and I, I'm, I get jaded. But I last year hired for the first time a, a coach. I'd never hired a leadership coach. I'm like, That's a, I don't need that. But one of the things I learned about myself through that process is 
being a people pleaser, an applause-aholic, I so much, I struggled to say no. And the thing that I learned through that experience was just, uh, you know, I got to be willing to make some exchanges too. I got to say no to some things so that I can say yes to the right things. And that's been some intentional stuff in our business um, to carve out the time to be doing the things I want to be doing. And this is an example of that. Um, honestly, spending more time with our customers and clients is part of that. Like times I'm not spent, no no disrespect, uh, Chad, but dealing with a CPA and getting to uh, <laughs> to be with the people who are paying our bills instead of just trying to figure out how to save us some money. It's really important, but I want to be in the area. So I would just say I got clear about what I wanted and being clear about what I wanted has led to me making decisions to spend times more in the right area. And this is the kind of area I want to be because I want to be in community with people like you guys who are thinking about the world the way that you do. Kevin, if you could give one kind of final takeaway, uh, the last word, if you will, for the Stronger Business Podcast, this episode, what one thing can you tell to the entrepreneurs listening to this, to the leaders listening to this, that you think will make their 2022 a better year for them, the best year yet? What's the one Kevin, Paul, Scott takeaway you can give to our audience? The exchange that encapsulates really all of them is exchanging the immediate for the ultimate. It's giving up what we want right now for what we want most. Zig Ziglar, kind of the godfather of motivation and leadership. He's just the real deal. He said it this way. The chief cause of failure and unhappiness is trading what we want most for what we want now. Say it again. The chief cause of failure and the number, if you find somebody who's failed or they're not happy, the number one reason is because at multiple points along the way, they gave up what they wanted most for what they wanted now. Figure out what you want and do not sacrifice your future on the altar of the immediate. Give up what's going to make you happy and joy in the short term for what's going to bring you fulfillment long term. If you'll make that exchange, exchange the immediate for the ultimate, I believe you'll give up, you'll go up, and the world needs that contribution. So thanks for having me today, guys. It's been an honor. Awesome. Kevin Paul Scott, author of several books, including Eight Essential, Essential Exchanges, What You Have to Give Up to Go Up. You can buy this book, I believe, on Kevin's website, kevinpaulscott.com. So if you guys want to hear about more of the exchanges, check it out at Kevin's website. And Chad, if you're okay with this. For anybody who leaves a review, we'll throw your name in the bucket uh, for a free copy of Kevin Paul Scott's current book. And maybe divvy it up. You get another book coming out sometime soon this year, right? You tell just real quick, can you tell us about the new book? Yeah, we're going to be talking about inspiration. What does it take to, what is the fuel? If you want to get stronger, you'll only be stronger if you're inspired. What are the essential elements of being inspired? That's what I'm working on now. Yeah, I hope I can come back and share it with you. Absolutely. I love it. You can come back and share it on stage at the 2022 Stronger Business <laughs> yes, Summit. It's, what it's you time to get do. stronger. I love it. Yes. Thank you so much, man. This has been awesome. I could do this all day. And so look forward to having you back, man, and, and talking more in the future. I love it, guys. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast, then leave us a review and share it with a friend. You can find us online at strongerbusiness.com or check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Stronger Business. We look forward to hearing from you and have a great 2022.